All right. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I was bullied by Mama Bell today. I'm going to I'm going I'm going to do what she told me to do. Uh, she asked me to make sure to put on the list this morning. There was a young man, I'm sure most of you heard about it, young child over in Hampton that is missing. Cody. Uh, his name is who? Cody. Oh, Cody. Young Cody is missing. So while you're while uh Mama Bell is playing and they're praying, you can uh remember the Cody family. Or the family of Cody, should I say. I believe he lives with his father. I don't know any details about his mother, where she is or why, what, where where I no, no I don't know. Uh, it was right over here. I don't understand. I was telling Mama Bell, I don't understand why the Amber Alert did go off. Uh, it's all this technology. I don't understand why they can't find him. I don't know where he is. So it's just amazing with all these non-wooded areas, almost a New York City-like mentality we got around here. And we can't find him. So... Keep him in your thoughts and prayers. Also, keep the people of Bridgewater College. I'm sure you heard about this, the incident that happened up there. Uh, two officers were shot. So uh, keep them in your thoughts and your prayers as well. We'll do all that while uh, Sister Grandmama play, prays and then Mama Bell will play. And then uh, we will move on. Most holy and all wise Father, we just thank you. We love you for for who you are. And God, we just said thank you this morning. And God, we lift up our nation. We lift up our cities. We lift up it all to you, God, and ask you, God, to have mercy, God, because we know, God, you see all, you know it all, and you understand it all. Give us, oh God, the, the faith to stretch out on you. Help us to trust you, O oh God, knowing that you are in every situation. God, you said, fear not, be not dismayed. Whatever the tide that you will be with us, help us to realize that you are with us. Help us to realize that you love us, God. Help us to realize, God, that you care about every situation. We lift up the Kobe family. We lift up the colleges. God, you know about all these colleges got threats. Oh, God, we ask you, oh, God, to turn these situations around, God. Oh, merciful Father, you know who's planning all these things. You know the situation. And, God, we give it to you this morning. And we ask, God, that your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Oh, God, teach us how to love you with all our heart, soul, and mind, and love our neighbor as ourselves. Teach us, oh, God, how to be concerned one 
another. We just thank you this morning. We love you. We praise you. God bless this service this morning. Let your word go for your word, what you want us to hear. Bless the speaker, God. Minister to him, Lord God. Use him to your glory, God. We thank you. Bless Miss Bell as she plays on that piano. Oh, God, we thank you for her. We thank you for using her mightily, God. And we just praise you this morning, God. And, God, we give your name all the honor, all the praises, and all the glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Chapter 1, verse 6, says, well, we'll start at 5. The total number of Jacob's descendants was 70. Joseph was already in Egypt. Joseph and all of his brothers and all the generations eventually died. But the Israelites were fruitfully increased rapidly, multiplied, and became extremely numerous so that the land was filled with them. I want to, as we uh, celebrate in this second day of Black History Month, there's more of us than it is of them. There's more of us than it is of them.
the struggle that I am going to have this month and have had throughout my life is the understanding or trying to understand, trying to navigate through this thing called black history. One of the struggles that we are having currently with the new administration in uh, Richmond is that it has begun to echo a sentiment that is somewhat sweeping the nation, a sentiment of trying to downplay the true authenticity of African-American history. Uh, certain aspects of African-American history it does not want you to know a certain aspect of black history and its um, enemies that it does not want you to know. But that, that, that is not what I would like to focus our attention on if I can find a way to condense my thoughts this morning. One of the problems that I would like to focus my attention on as I said, not from the understanding or the lack of understanding of who we are, but from the lack of ability to seek out who we are. You'll find that most of us struggle in finding our own identity. I was having a conversation with someone some time ago. I don't remember dates and times. You know I give up on that now. But it was a white gentleman, and he sat down, and he said something that I have heard African-American people say for so long. But it was more refreshing when I heard a white man say it. African-American people have toyed this and thrown it out there, and it's kind of been eye-rolled and even and somewhat made it to our political arenas. And when it made it to our political arenas, it was rejected by certain people in power because of their disdain for this idea. But to hear this come out of the other side's mouth made me This white gentleman sat down. He said, you know something? He said, the one thing that happened to y'all people is this. Now, normally, Mama Bear, you would hear something like that. Your ears is already perked up. <laughs> when you hear one of them say, this was wrong with y'all peoples. All right. <laughs> he said it. My ears perked, and I said, okay, I want to hear this. He said, let me tell you what's wrong with y'all peoples. What? Y'all saw hanging out with us. That's what's wrong with y'all people. Trying to be like them. He said, y'all started hanging out with us, and y'all got messed up being over here with us. He said, I'm not racist, but I would like to say if y'all have stayed over there where y'all belong, y'all have found y'all a whole lot more better. If y'all came over here and got in our garbage. Mm-hmm. And I was fascinated because I'm freshly into college. 
starting out understanding this thing called adulthood. And I walk into this old white man who was in the registrar's office. Mama Bear, you understand how the registrar's office works, the the counseling office works. That's where you go to uh, sign up for your classes. Uh, Mama Mildred, you're familiar with this as well. You go to get your scheduling, you sit down, you talk about where you want to go and what you're trying to do academically, and you kind of prepare a roadmap to get there. Uh, that all that starts around about your first year of college. Academic advisors is what uh, they're called in some instances. And in this meeting, when I'm sitting here listening, this gentleman looks at me, and he says, where do you want to go academically? And I had no idea, Mama Bill. You're talking to a person who was shocked he actually got to college. I won't suppose to make it out of elementary school, you understand. And to get to college, I had no plan. I had no idea. The one time I did talk about college was with that old hallelujah, bless God, counselor at Maury named Gina Rohn. You can put whatever you want in that hallelujah, bless God. I got my words. You can have yours. And so from there, I kind of dismissed the idea of college. So I'm sitting here, and I don't know what I want. And this man tells me, he says, why don't you try African-American history? I said, I know I don't want that. He said, why don't you want that? I said, I live Negro life. I don't want to study it. He said, no, see, that's where the problem comes. I tell every student coming here that's black, that's where the problem comes. You need to go in there and really learn who you are. And the problem I have with every student that comes across my office that's black is I can ask them a question about their ancestors, about their heritage, about this, about that. And the sad reality is that makes me angry. And this man, my dear Mama Mildred, was sitting there turning red as a beat, as you like to say, because he was so frustrated that he knew more about who I was than I did. And he said, you need to go know who you are. And I told him, I said, I can't take it. He said, well, i tell you what. You come by, you talk to me every now and again. You ain't got to go take the class. I wanted to go and take Western civilization. I wanted to go learn about, you know, Western culture and that sort of thing. I, I got a little bit of Bible study in there. That's a whole other conversation. We'll talk about that somewhere else down the road. But I wanted to go talk about that, and he said, well, okay, we'll let you go over there because I knew I was headed somewhere, had this mindset of this preaching. I don't don't understand how you get there, but that was something I wanted to do. All right, we'll go over there. That will be a good shot. Just come on by here and see me. So I went by to see him, and he began to tell me all these different things, all this different stuff, and all these different things, all this different stuff. And, And I would not mention this in this setting. 
if it hadn't came out of his mouth. I wouldn't have opened my mouth if it had just been our people that had said it. But because his folks start saying it, and the more that I began to go through life, the more it became, the louder it became. This gentleman said, let me tell you something. He said, I want you to think about something real quick. I went in there, and I was very depressed. I was beat up. I was busted. He said, I want you to think about something real quick. He said, your people have been whipped. Your people have been spit at and spit on. Your people have been hosed up and hosed down. Your people have been called every name in the book. And black folks didn't start committing suicide until the 70s. I need you to think about that. I need you to think about how strong you were when y'all was over there by yourselves. Mm-hmm. And then I want you to think about this for a fine fact. Part of the reason for integration. In your mind, it was to give you better opportunities. In your mind, it was to give you access to what we had. In our mind, it was to make sure we can break up that goodness y'all had over there. If we can split y'all good up, we can split y'all integrity up, if we can split y'all morals up, if we can split y'all identity up, we'll split your whole community up. And so there's some of us who agreed to integration. And I went on down there into law class. I said, I want to introduce you to somebody. He said, come on down here with me. I don't got time to talk about this today. I'm about to run out of time. But he said, I want you to come down. I want you to introduce somebody. He took me down there to a professor of law and ethics. He said, Brother Jim, yeah, meet my, my little brother here, Brother Eric. Uh, I just wanted to come down and talk to you about, you know, some of that stuff we talk about over He said, yeah, let's meet at the restaurant. That's why I'm fat, because everywhere I went, I got food. All throughout college, everybody was feeding me, feeding my mind and my belly. I think they're both overweight right now. That's a whole other conversation. He sat down. He said, listen, I want you to read something for me, Eric. I said, all right. He said, I want you to read this memorandum. I said, what is this memorandum? He said, what this is is one of the discussion pieces that happened during the civil rights debate in the 60s, busing and education and equal housing and all these other things. I want you to read some of the opposers' options to it. How Johnson and all these other leaders, not to discredit them, but what they let slide in hopes that down the road they can fix. One of the hard things about politics is sometimes you got to kick some stuff down the road. You got to let some snakes lie. 
You can't chop off all the heads because you never get anything done. So sometimes you walk into a situation and you get a bill through knowing that there's some devilish stuff in that bill that you're going to have to deal with come yonder. And he said in that bill, one of the opposers said, if we let them into our neighborhood, what we can do is also take our kids and put them in their neighborhood. And then we can level out and saturate the field. What that means is if you have a little bit of chocolate milk and you go and you take a whole gallon of white milk, and mix it with the chocolate milk, eventually you're going to start to forget about the chocolate milk. And that is what their mindset was. Now, why am I telling you all this? To make you mad? Absolutely not. I got better things to do with my time. What I'm telling you this for is to help us understand not what they did. I care less about what they did. They got their God to answer to it, and half of them already did it. They did now. I explain this to you because, A, it's Black History Month, and it's a great time to talk about the struggles of African-American people. Since some of them don't want me to talk about it anyway, I happen to find myself living on Defiant Hill. But, B, it's a great opportunity to express not only the possibilities and opportunities that await black people, but the opportunities and possibilities that await us all. What I mean by that is, if you think about it, whether you're red, whether you're yellow, whether you're black, whether you're white, we are all precious in God's sight. And the same God that created Adam and Eve, that allowed for the birth, of Cain and Abel, Jacob, Esau, Joseph, and all of the 70 that we read about when you go further into the book we left. The same God that created all them folks created you and created me, and he created us with an intention, with a purpose. Before I formed thee in thy mother's womb. I had an idea. I had something in mind, something that I figured I could do with you. Yeah, you can build stuff. You know, they're going to need some skyscrapers down there because eventually what they're going to find out is that uh, they're going to grow bigger than the earth's atmosphere can allow, than the land space that they have. And so instead of building row houses that go down the street, they're going to have to start building apartment complexes and stacking them. They're going to have so many people. You're going to build that. That's going to be you. That's going to be you. That's going to be you. And then they're going to realize that they're going to have to have somewhere to put their money. So they're going to need people who can know numbers. That's going to be you. That's going to be you. And then they're going to realize that after they get done figuring out them numbers 
building them skyscrapers. They're going to need somebody to go in and make zoning laws and codes because people are greedy. The love of money is the root of all evil. So they're going to need somebody to regulate all that. That's going to be you. And then all them folk going to get together. They're going to get drunk because they're tired, they're beat up, and they're busted, and they're going to need a piano player. How you doing, Mama Bear? You listening to me? That's going to be you. And everybody has a mission. Everybody has a plan. Everybody was created for something. And all we got to do is take our time and focus on who we are and why we were born and not allow ourselves to be deluded by the thoughts and the opinions of other people. I don't care who you hang out with. I don't care if your best friend is a grizzly bear. But you let that grizzly bear understand and appreciate who he is and give me the opportunity to understand and appreciate who I am. And if that grizzly bear can respect me for me and I can respect it for it, then we can live our lives. But the moment the grizzly bear tries to make me a grizzly bear, we got a misunderstanding. The moment the grizzly bear tries to get me to crawl on the ground and scratch myself and go, ooh, ooh, ah, ah, we got a problem. So this morning, when you look at the text and you see there's more of us, than it is of them. That's not talking about black people. Oh, yes, it's a lot of black people in this place. Believe it or not, there's a lot of white folks that like them. That takes the numbers up a little bit higher. Guilty by association. But most importantly, there's a lot of people in this place with gifts and abilities. And if we ever stop letting Rachel Maddow and Tucker Carlson tell us who we are. <laughs> Rachel. <laughs> we ever stop getting our identity from David Muir at 630 and Lester Holt. If we ever stop turning to George Stephanopoulos and Robin Roberts, I ain't got no problem with none of them. But they're there to inform me about what's going on, not to encourage me to understand who I am. Because their type of encouragement I don't need. The encouragement that I need comes from a book that has 66 of them in it, combined, called the Holy Bible. I am what the Bible says I am. I can do what the Bible says I can do. I have what the Bible says I have, and the Bible says. I can, I have, and I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Brother Dennis is coming to pray for us, and I hope as he comes to pray that your focal point today in this moment of reconciliation, if you will, this moment of recognizing where we are. You know, sometimes we like to spend every day and every hour 
we get together. We we need to do the plan of salvation. Y'all got saved twenty times in the last two weeks. I ain't got time for that no more. What I do have time for is for you to understand who you have accepted. Understand who your friend really is. Do you really know what's in your pocket? What's in your heart? The power that lives within you? I ain't never seen so many depressed Christians in all days, and present company included. We do not sorrow like those who have no hope. Church folk fight more than sinners. As a matter of fact, there's a whole lot of sinners that don't want to come to church because they go, my life is just as bad out here. Why won't that garbage fuck? Because we just don't understand, pardon my friends, who he is. I have power that you can't see. God is living inside me. I can fight any enemy because God and me are a majority. Brother Dennis. Good morning. Let's pray. You know, uh, our God is something that uh, you know you can't you can't dispute. You know, there's power, power in the blood of the blood of Jesus. So as we go off out this day, let's let's remember that. You know, God gives us that power. It's, you know, I've talked about that many times in Bible verses, the way God strengthens us and gives us the answers that we need for things. We just need to broadcast and let people know, let people know that God loves us unconditionally. Lord, we just thank you for today. We thank you for a new month, maybe a new beginning for some of us, and we can use it as much. We open our hearts and open our minds. Let you just search us. If there's something in there that needs to be dusted off and cleaned and polished, just bring it to our attention, Lord, so we can use it for you. Don't keep it hidden. Don't hide it. Give us the strength to be the Christians that we need to be, not only in our community, but in our whole, uh, in, in, in the whole city, the whole town, the whole state. You know, we can't pigeonhole ourselves and say, oh, I can take care of this. But you know, and if don't I don't want you to have that. I'm only a one person. What can one person do? We know what one person could do. Come on now, you know that. Look what Jesus did. Look what Martin Luther, Martin Luther did. You know, think about all one person. I can use one person. Use Moses. Use David. Use you know Peter, Paul. You know, go on and on and on. Oh, if you're just one person, just open your heart. Open your mind. Let Jesus use you. Let him cleanse you. Let him mold you. Let him shape you. Lord, we just thank you. Continue to bless us and watch over us. Protect our families, Lord. Keep our focus on you, not on the worldly things. Again, we thank you. We ask you to just hold us. Hold us tight. Give us the strength we need to carry on and to face whatever the world has for us. We just thank you. We just praise you. We just praise you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you. In your holy, precious, precious name, we pray. Amen. 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 Am
Amen and amen. God bless. It's a great week.